Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. So we gotta just like wait here for him. Wait, am I in this group? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes, I'm in this group. <laughs> you are. How did I get here? Uh, portals. I don't. Time's a little bit of the essence. Hi, Glim. Hi. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Good to see you. How are you? Oh, oh, I was just. Just having a nap over there. Uh, I put up my uh, Do Not Disturb number. So there's this really bad dude named Orcus, and he shows up and starts taking all the gods out of the realm. Somebody get me out of this net! Is that, is that Matamar? Oh! Oh! Oh, shit! Oh, no! Oh! Okay. Uh, he goes and stands out over, uh, over the scene. Uh, which he hadn't really gone and looked at. Everybody else did. And he sees like this this roiling blackness coming up the hill. Um, Dots? I think we waited too long. Oh my God. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him. Also with me today is Kristen Flemons. She, her. <laughs> Playing Geth, she, her. So exciting and unexpected and surprised. <laughs> I love that. The, the look of sheer terror. Uh, One of us. <laughs> One of us. Didn't even have peanut butter in my mouth this time. That's how I knew you were ready. Come on now. <laughs> also with me today is Tom Laird. Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, I am also uh, he, him. Nope, wait. He, him, and I'm playing Moot, who is also he, him. Got one half step ahead of myself. There was a there was an also yeah. in there. Yeah. It's all thrown off now. Amy Moore. Yes, she, her, and I will be playing Sullivan Slight. He, him. And Carla Maxted. She, her, playing Glim. Also, she, her. See, we got back on the course by the end there. A couple panics and then he's back into it. Um, what do we do on Patreon? Well, that's where you don't have to panic. That's true. It's no, over there. You don't have no to panic. Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can hang out with us. At various levels, you could, there's like a hangout or a producer chat where you come and talk about D&D or podcasts or technology or just like random bullshit. Maybe not too long ago, we have like live shows, what? live streams, mm-hmm. and uh, you get to come and like, ah, you know, participate in that. Give us some fun suggestions. There's a book club. And I um, picked a book. What else is there? Oh, there's a whole other like podcast yep. where we play D&D there's that there's Dungeons Downtimes every Saturday where we talk about the episode we just re- like released earlier that week mm-hmm. that's true Kristen unobjectively do we do too much for our patrons <laughs> <laughs> 
seems like, like a pretty slick deal, personally. There we go. Uh, you heard it right from Kristen, who uh, who who is a regular cast member as well and will start to show up to all of these things and more. No, I didn't, no pressure on that. Um, but also when you're a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron, Charlie Warley. Thanks, Charlie Warley. Charlie. Thank you. Thanks so much. There's also a Discord that's great. You don't have to be a patron to be in that, but... Um, but there's also a book club too, which is also great. You don't have to be a patron to be that. No, yes, you have to be a patron. Yes, you do have to be a patron to do that. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. yeah. Just you, you dangled and then yeah. it was gone. And it was gone. It was so quick. Just took it away. But know that there is a book club and it's been great so far. And we'd love for you to come join us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Oh, so many things that happen over there, but really our eternal love and, and gratitude is, is uh, number one. Absolutely. And and specifically this episode to Charlie, because I don't feel yes. like we said it enough. We didn't really get like no. enough like whoop, 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 yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop about, whoop, whoop. Whoop. you know. About Charlie, who's about, awesome. About Charlie Warley, specifically. So, you to bomb. And now let's fuck it. Wait. <laughs> nope, that's it. That's our saying. <laughs> yes, let's that's fuck it. it. Let's fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're... <laughs> <Start this. laughs> I'm playing Flamykins tonight. <laughs> 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 well, let's fuck it. Let's play, okay? I was gonna be like, "Aha! I'm doing Russ's thing," and then, and then just, you, you can't handle the so responsibility. Much better than Russ ever would have. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't handle. You the set the bar too high. Yeah, th- thank you for doing that. Ah, screams, explosions, blood, mm. guts, gore. <laughs> And the smell that we described last the episode smell. is so bad here. It's like, Celestia is so bad. It's hair. And it, why is it burning? Fish. Yeah. Fish. Ooh. All the fish. Yeah. It's, it's hairy so fish. So uh, much hairy fish. All of this, this mayhem is climbing up Mount Celestia. And it's being met by the paladins and clerics who Bahamut... Uh, who wasn't in like just in the mindset to really take in any of this information and therefore was a real wiener as was pointed out in the downtime (laughs) another patron thing you can go get if we didn't mention it already and we see Bahamut looking down at all of this as the group of you is readying yourselves preparing yourselves for making a move for hopping on the back of a dragon for blinking and pretending to be somewhere else you know any way you want to you know present teleportation as a as a as a means you can close your eyes and take a step and then you've teleported we hear just like this inner monologue of bahamut bahamut's log uh i don't know what day it is uh had a bit to drink before these these uh, folks showed up uh was sleeping it off and they said that the world was gonna end and i i mean you dime a dozen you hear the world's gonna end so i took them down to the down to the bar you know just ease them up you know sometimes it just takes a few and then maybe they just uh, remember that they're they're in the really cool kids club and that it's all gonna be okay but then they started presenting some uh, some interesting facts that could not be true because they were from the future so they're not true for like the time that we're in now but they're true for future sense And it all led and culminated to me taking them on a museum tour. 
which I really thought was, you know, kind of the highlight. All those items that they got, they're, they look real cool, but I don't think they're going to help them in any way. Uh, I'm not going to tell them that specifically and just going to just going to let them just revel in the moment of having something of Bahamut that's that's now in their possession. They, they could take it. They could, you know, use it. They could sell it. Maybe it actually does something really cool. I don't know. I forgot to ask. It had a real kind of vibe. But then, the, oh, Glim, one of my favorites, Glim, uh, Destiny to Save the World. Destiny to Save the World. Oh, shit. Well, I guess that one's me. Uh, egg on my face. Oof. All right. Guess we're gonna have to deal with this now. Captain's log out. He's been standing there, completely silent. We've been talking to him. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in a coma. Like waving my hand in front of his eyes. Can they kidnap his mind? Without his body. Oh, oh, that's pretty dangerous. Uh, I did. Oh well, they did. I mean, if you're a zombie, is that not like kidnapping your mind and leave? You know, your body's being taken over. So they can do that. Well, you think he's a zombie now? I don't think so. No, he doesn't look like it. it's not. It's not got a lot of things falling off like zombies do. Yeah, it doesn't really. Doesn't smell undead. There's no, only yet. one way to see. And I want to wind up and slap him on the face. I will have to hop, I do believe. Okay. Hop, get slap. on Rax's back. Good old hop, slap. Yeah, you can get on Rax. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just keep riding. Ride by slapping? I'm just snapping him out of it. I'm not trying to hurt him. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It's like a cool breeze. All right, we got to do something here, everybody. I don't know why we've been sitting around talking so much. We've got to get up and get going. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right, but we... Okay. Turn into a dragon. Fly us out of here. Okay, okay yeah. Done. Uh, he sneezes, and it turns him into a dragon. Oh, God, that seems like... <laughs> that seems like a really awkward thing to... Does it happen every time you sneeze? Did I not do that in the future? I don't know. We met you when you were all comatose and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so where are we going? Hop on. Question: Can he just like carry racks in his dragon yeah, hands? Yeah, uh, he takes the net that you were carrying Matamar in. Nope, this is the episode now. <laughs> oh like, God, not again! <laughs> yeah, he takes the net that you were carrying Matamar in and wraps it around Rex and is carrying it in like two of his dragon feet. Uh, and so you've got a horse dangling below a dragon. Great. Yes, and? Okay, good. That's what we're doing. Everybody climbs on the back of Bahamut. Does this include Matamar? Um, I don't want to stay here. Fair enough. Come on. Okay. I'm coming too. Matamar also hops on. Dragon takes off. Below you, you see skeletons and zombies all clamoring up the hill. You see this purple, blackish, like, ribboning aura that's cracking up and out of the stone of the mountain. Flying up out of it are these, like, dripping, like, ichor-ridden black dragons, multiple of them. They emerge from the ground, 
climbing up with their claws and their wings, and they burst up into the air and are now flying quickly towards you. That seems bad. All right, everybody. Uh, we got to get Bahamut to a, to a safe place. Looks like those dragons are going to try and bring us down. All right, I'm going to go take care of the lead one. Flamekins hops off and down towards the dragon. Lands on top of its head. That was an 18 on the die. And like releases these uh, this chaos bolt into the head of this dragon. Uh, that is uh, lightning that shoots out of her hands and into it for 25 lightning damage into its skull. Uh, you see like the, the skeleton of it light up as she releases it in there and it kind of drops down into the sky, still flying, uh, trying to now bat her off as she's holding on. How close is the closest uh, dragon? They're flying up from beneath you... Probably closest one Flamekins would have landed on would have been about 30 feet, so the next one is probably uh, like 40, 45 feet. Uh, like a drop, though, not like out. Yeah, okay. I'm going to take this spear from Bahamut <laughs> that seems like a maybe a piece of garbage, but we'll see. Uh, I'm just going to chuck it down at the dragon below us. Screw it. All right, make a ranged attack, please. Uh, with advantage, because you're in an aura of Bahamut. Nice. He is good for something. 27. Find an actual random cool spear that this could be, because he doesn't know what it does. Yeah, in hindsight, he was not a good docent at the museum. No, he really wasn't. <laughs> Uh, roll a d8, and we'll see which one this is. You got it. If, it, if it's a one, we re-roll it. It's a seven. You have the Spear of Bahamut. Uh, so it'd be a d6 plus three plus two d8. So 13. The spear hits, and like this glowing light emits from its back, and the, the dragon lets out this shriek as you see Icker like, bubbling up from inside of it. It is loosely hanging onto the back as it takes a few big wing pumps. What do you want to call those? What do we call those? Wing? Flaps. Yeah. Flaps. Beats. Beats. Thank you. Either of those better than wing pumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do when they did something really cool with each yeah. other. They wing pump. Yeah, wing pumps. Either that or it pumps air into them, much like the sneakers of the 90s. Seeing that the spear is cool... Uh, Agath is gonna follow Flamekin's lead and just jump down to get it, and then if she gets there, just smack it two more times with her other attack actions. Okay, love it. Uh, roll athletics or acrobatics with advantage uh, while you remain in Bahamut's aura. Oh, that's definitely gonna be an athletics roll. Uh, 19. Throw it, you see the light, and you leap off behind it. Nobody's stopping anybody else from leaping off at any point. Nope, still good. Okay, uh, you fly. You I'm not going to stop her from doing what she wants adults. to do. Soar, People can do what they want. That's right. Soar down and almost like you have a wingsuit. You soar down and land on top and you grab hold of the spear, which which anchors you as you kind of slip just a, a fraction of an, an amount. Can I actually try for my second attack to just like land grabbing the spear hard enough that it's like sinking in even deeper? Ah. I love it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've already said you've grabbed it, so just 
the force that you're driving it in just give me damage on 12 it. 12 more can Rax just like poop on that one underneath? I mean, I don't mean to be gross, but he probably can't really help us fight right now in those. He has a breath balls, weapon but... if it gets oh. close enough. Right. <laughs> well, I guess that's or shit on it. A poop attack. <laughs> it just squeezes him every once in a while, and it's just like poop bombs. Yeah. And I'll do a third, like rip it out and slam it down again. It's a sixteen. All good. Give me some damage. Eighteen plus three, twenty-one. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, this dragon that you've landed on is letting out like this gargling, hideous call as it loses altitude and you begin um, dipping down closer to this like purplish cloud below you. It's just going to rip the, the spear. I'll keep this. This is pretty cool. Uh, moot. Okay. Let me just have a quick little peek at my spells list. Yeah, I'll cast a uh, lightning bolt for us. 100 feet long, 5 feet wide, uh, stroke of lightning blasts out. Creatures must make a deck saving throw. If I can target more than one, I will, but if not, I'll just target one. Sorry, what was the range on it? Uh, 100 feet long, 5 feet wide. Uh, yeah, we can say you can get a couple of them. Okay. Uh, there are now four dragons, uh, Flamikins on one, a goth on the other, and two more coming up that we can say that you can hit there. Uh, dexterity saving yeah. throw. That's me. Uh, three on the die, and 16... Uh, they both fail. Uh, okay. All right, so you are going to take 8d6 lightning damage. While Moot's rolling those, can I say, I realize I have unwavering mark. Can I have marked this nasty dragon so it has disadvantage on attacks that's not me? Uh, on the one that you hit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's my dragon now. Uh, okay, so yeah, if it doesn't, if it tries to attack somebody else, it's got disadvantage. Okay. A 9, an 11, and a 7. So 27. 27 lightning damage to both of them. Yeah, lightning calls down from the sky and rips through both of these. Huge tears come into their wings as they as they drop down about 20 feet each. I rolled a 15 on my wild magic table, right? Thank you. The one that Flamikins is on's turn. It's going to, with its fly movement of 80 feet, try and uh, fly up and ram into Bahamut. And it's going to miss, but everybody else must make a dexterity saving throw as it beats its wings moving past him. 50. 18. Uh, is Matt. that also us not uh, on Bahamut? No, or? Uh, no okay. you're fine. And Flamikins is fine. 11 for Matamar. 
so everybody who is on Bahamut is going to take uh, 15 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone, which is not great because you're on the back of a of a of a flying dragon. I feel like we weren't standing. It to might be, be better to begin with. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Likely, we're not standing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, it's uh, the one that Agoths. Wait, is this my dragon that's doing this? Uh, it's uh, that was Flamekin's dragon. Now it's uh, now it's your dragon. Can it hit you with its tail? It's gonna try. Twenty-eight, thirty-three. Oh my god, mm. that's a big number. I, I guess, <laughs> but like barely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so seventeen bludgeoning damage and a dexterity saving throw. A cut. A cut. It's not good. Oh, that'd be a that'd be a whole five. So you get like hit hard with this tail, and you soar off of this dragon's back. Uh, you are now free falling towards just just purple cloud. Don't know what's um, below that. That was 17 bludgeoning 17 damage? 17 bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Not, not much. A scene as it's played. Dragon that Flamekins is on comes up and tries to hit Bahamut. Veers, but there's a wing blast. Uh, you know, kind of knocks you all prone. You're, you're kind of laying on it, sitting on its back. Anyways, that's fine. Um, you see over the edge that a goth is like Tennis balled off of the back of a dragon is now free falling down towards uh, the earth below. What do you do? I think that, unfortunately, I can do, I think, nothing to help a goth right now. Um, but that one that just hit Bahamut, how far away would you say it is from us now? Fly speed of 80, so it's probably like 30 feet above. Perfect. That's exactly the number I wanted you to say. Because uh, that's how far my fire breath goes. I mean, 35. <laughs> <laughs> right? 30.1. Damn it. Um, so I am a dex save. Uh, with disadvantage, because I'm going to say I can't see you. That's a uh, 14. Great. So it's going to take 5d6 fire damage, which was a, a bad rolls. 13 fire damage from that. And then I think, yeah, I guess I'll just maybe throw my javelin. Who even remembered I have it? I don't use it. So let's let's give that a shot. Uh, at that same one. No, it's right. Nah, sure. I'm a real athlete. I'll throw it straight up above. It's fine. That way you could catch it when it's falling back down. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's a 25. That hits. So that is going to... That's 13 piercing damage plus 8 radiant damage. Glenn, don't kill it. Kill it. It'll crush us. Does my javelin stab it and fall back down? I think it's. I think that, that damage, uh, it embeds into... Yeah. So yeah, you hit like the underbelly of it and it's stuck in uh stuck in down there. Sully. Wow. A goth falling, flamekins up high, glim huffing stuff up into the air, just lobbing it and, and connecting. Icker 
dripping back down. Two more dragons, lightning hit from the bottom. I am not equipped to fight uh, in this type of situation. Fly, you fools. <laughs> I can't. What he is going to do, though, while he is laying prone, is he is going to scratch, it, like he's going to get out his uh, tattoo, absorbing tattoo needle, and scratch a crude picture. Uh-huh. Looks a little like a dick. Just not meant to, <laughs> just, you know, it's on the back of a moving dragon. You have to roll a d10 that's going to determine the color and what that gives me defense against or damage resistance against. Seven. Against poison damage. Neat. Okay, well, now I can't be poisoned. And um, unless I want to start stabbing at Bob, <laughs> the dragon that I'm on. <laughs> I mean, two people have jumped off so far. Well, it's but one going is great. falling. So 50 50 right now on your. If only I was a monk right now, I was in level 20, I'd just be flying. Just do whatever I want. I mean, I don't want to. Does, <laughs> what, does that count as my action, though? I think it does. I, yeah, I'm pretty it? sure that's your okay. action. Okay, yeah. then, then he will consider it for the next time, but at least now he can't be poisoned. Woo! I mean, there is some ichor dripping. Gosh, maybe maybe, it is, maybe so. that purple stuff is poisonous. Yep. I don't Black know. dragons are known for their poison, so, you know. Are they? I think it's acid. Which but... is really just, like, really poisonous poison. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, high rolls. Matamar can do something. Yeah, okay. Matamar, who was on the back of uh, Bahama, like, almost, like, blown off um, by the wings, looks down and sees a goth. It's like, I, 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 I got this. And he leaps off. No, no. Oh, Matamar. Oh, buddy. And uh, the skin uh, between his arms and his legs like spreads out. And he begins soaring down towards a goth with wings that extend out. And he's moving faster than a goth. He's not going to make it there this turn. So he's going to uh, be able to catch you probably on the next turn unless something stops you. Okay. Like the ground. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you worry about that when you worry about that. Yeah. I think it's Bahamut's turn. What do you want Bahamut to do? He really is. He's this. Uh, he can't make his own decisions <laughs> to this extent. Yeah, he's this helpless. Okay. Okay. Bahamut, fucking do something. Like, I don't know. Like, bite one of the other dragons. Or, like, do you have a cool breast? Or go something? get a goth. Like, yeah, save her, save her. She's fallen, and then now we know we got that guy go down there. He sends himself into a, a dive. Says, "Hold on!" And is spiraling down towards a goth. He passes Matamar, who gets scooped up on his back and makes it to a goth. A goth, make an athletics check to see if you can grapple. Um, usually, pretty good at those. I need a new dice. Uh, again, nice. with advantage, because Bahamut's back in your range. Okay, cool. 26. Uh, you uh, are in this free fall, and Bahamut catches up to you, and you grab onto like this, this fin on his back. You're now on the back of Bahamut again. Uh, and as he feels you grab him, he r- releases out of this spiral and shoots up towards the dragons. He's beneath them and releases a lightning breath up and through three of them 
Uh, they're gonna make a deck save. Uh, one is going to save, the others are not, and they are going to take 108 damage. <laughs> it is good having a god dragon on your side when he, like, does something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe he roasts a mean weenie, too, but... Uh, we're back to Flamikins. She's still on the back of this one and uh, is going to release another chaos bolt into the head of this dragon. It's going to be force damage. Uh, so you see like this pulse that echoes out up high in the sky and this, uh, the dragon that she's on the back of, you see just stop, its wings stop flapping and it begins to free fall upside down and you just hear this as it catches its wing and, and throws itself back over into a glide back out. It's another middle, and the dog rings the bell. That's how we know it's the middle. That's how we know that it's time to start the middle. That's how we know Amy's not going to be in this middle anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Amy. <laughs> oh, goodbye, Amy. And Amy is leaving. Okay, Amy's gone. Uh, we talked the last time, which I want to say was last week. So it probably was, because that's how we release episodes is weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we reached a goal and we hit 100 patrons and we did a live show and it was Yay. amazing. It was so fun. Uh, but what what happened when we did that is we ran out of goals. Uh, right. And you can't live life without goals. No, we always need something to work towards. Ha happiness is setting and achieving attainable goals. Exactly. So what we did was we collectively sat down and we're like, what are great things that we could put up there? And then Amy, Carla, and I stared at each other blankly for a mm -hmm. while. And then Tom piped in with some really great ideas. It wasn't even that we stared blankly at each other. It's like that we spewed just a ton of nonsense. Just <laughs> yeah, nonsense, yeah. nonsense, nonsense. And then Tom would just dip in and be like, hey, what about this fantastic Yoink. idea? So, Boom. Tom, Then kudos. I would drop my mic and I would disappear yeah, that's right. back into the shadows. <laughs> like Homer into the shrub. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. See you later. Uh, yep, I'm out. So we've set a few goals over there. Uh, the next one, uh, when we reach a community goal of 115 patrons... We will release for patrons in character positive affirmations. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is a good so one. Yeah, if you need a little pick me up, maybe Flamikins will be telling you how great you are in no time. Maybe. I would tell you how great you are, but I have to save it for the goal. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll release those as bonus audio for our patrons and maybe as TikTok content because uh, oh. people keep asking us about all that TikTok content. And, uh, it seems like a good fit. Well, I, people or person? I'm not trying to point fingers, Tom. <laughs> Paisley, people. shush. Many people. It's Paisley, Many actually. Of the people. It's Paisley. She's oh, saying Paisley wants Paisley I loves more TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. That changes everything. That's what she's screaming about right now. So yeah, 115 patrons uh, will start releasing in-character positive affirmations. And then 125 improv live show again, because mm -hmm. everybody loves them it's and so we fun. love them. And then at 150, we're going to bring back something that we, we had for a while. And then we turned it into a new show called Facing Fate, which is monthly one shots. Uh, and, and small arcs will be coming back to our Patreon feed uh, where we play different games and play different characters in different worlds and all that sort of thing. 
Uh, and it won't just be for Facing Fate or Dungeons and Dragons. It'll be its own thing that will probably turn into another podcast. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, wow. If you wow. wanted to kind of prognosticate two years into the future, this will probably be yeah. just a whole nother podcast we have. Sure, yeah. But it's for now, I wanted to come in. In addition to like regular feed, Dungeons, yeah. and then Patreon feed, Tom Show. Yeah. This will be Patreon feed, whole other thing. Whole other thing. Whole other thing. So you could help us get there. That's a ways out. We've got little baby goals in between, and they're going to be lots of fun. Like those positive affirmations. Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Come join us. Join the club. One of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. I really look forward to seeing uh, who can determine whether it's Flint reading the affirmation or Tall Gear. So... There's subtle differences. I've mm-hmm. played them both side by side. There is a variation. It's so subtle, though. Our <laughs> listeners will be able to know. listen They'll carefully. Know. If they're Perhaps in the same the content scene. will yeah. make sense. Exactly. Uh, okay, uh, listen to the rest of the episode that you're listening to right now. Thanks, friends. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. I love you. A goth. You're on the back of Bahamut. What do you want to do? There's three above you that were blasted. They have dropped back down towards you. Um, so all are within uh, most 30 feet from you. So it's all getting pretty cramped in this airspace that you're swarming around. Well, maybe I will fire off some crossbow bolts. Why not? I have a ranged weapon. Yeah. Let's do it. Is it um, at advantage with Bahamut's yes. cool aura? Sweet. 27 to hit. Yep. On the first one, for I think it's just a regular old crossbow, so that's an eight damage on that. No, oh, nineteen plus seven. Yep. Is yep. Yep. Another eight damage. Okay. And then last one. Shooting the same uh, one each time. Dirty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Just like this is not big damage, yep. so let's just sure. punch it into the um, eight plus one, so nine damage on that one. Agath uh, does not like the crossbow. It feels small and puny and unsatisfying in her hands. Um, but it's what you got. Yep. I can't fly. That's what you got to do. <laughs> but I can't. You fly. tried though. I tried. Didn't work out. You tried. Didn't go great. Could have gone worse, but love it. Oh, are any of them in Rax's like breathing distance? Uh, Can he do? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. When when he gets a moment, when one like swings by. He will um, belch a horrible, horrible horse breath at them. Let's say one of them passes beneath um, and he takes an opportunity. Uh, constitution saving throw. Oh, plus 14. It's uh, a 21. 21. Oh, yeah, that, that hits. So it's going to be half of 66. Oh, okay. 24. Half of 24, 12. Horse makes better hits than me. 12, 12 poison damage, which probably is going to do nothing to them because they're black dragons. No, wait. We already established that that's not poison. It's cool. I mean, We're good. I think it's acid. I think it's acid. Yeah. Uh, moot. How many more black dragons are flying around? There are four total. None have none have been made unalive yet. I mean, they they appear unalive. They are undead. Uh, so none have been made more dead. Perfect. Uh, so the two I hit with lightning are still kicking around? Yes. The three that are surrounding you are the two that hit with lightning and the one that a goth was on the back of. Uh, the one that Flamikins was on the back of was on a free fall, so it's farther away right now. Are the two that I hit before still relatively close to one another? 
Yep, everything's kind of swirling around you, so there probably would be a point of which if you're trying to hit two at the same time. Okay, yeah, I will uh, I will do that, and I will cast uh, Synaptic Static. Oh, I don't know if we've seen this tell, one before. I know, I don't think I've heard about this uh, one. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point must make an intelligence saving throw, and otherwise they're going to take some psychic energy damage. Because they are undead, they don't have the intelligence buffer that they usually have, so that's a three and a two. Mm. Okay. Uh, a creature with an intelligence score of two or lower can't be affected by this spell. <laughs> but Damn that's it. a score, not a roll. So. Oh, yeah. That's but cool. hilarious that you rolled the two. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you're going to take 19 psychic damage. And after a failed save, your target has muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, it rolls a d6 and subtracts the number rolled from all its attack rolls and ability checks, as well as its constitution saving throws to maintain concentration. You can make an intelligence roll at the uh, end of each turn to see if you can break free. And I rolled an 8 on my Wild Magic Surge table, Russ. Well, the percentage dice, or the d20, not the percentage dice. Where were we at? Uh, I think we're about 6 or 7, so it's it's, okay. it's right about there. So, okay, so we'll say okay, so we'll say we're at a seven now. Uh, so if you roll, yeah, if you roll seven next time, uh, you'll you'll get something. Now we, I'm, I've written it down. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's Who the knows? joy of wild magic. Dragons turns. Uh, the two that were hit. So the two that were hit with the synaptic thing have. Basically can't do anything. Yes, is that what I understood? After a failed save, they have muddled thoughts for one minute. During that time, you can roll a d6 and subtract the number rolled from all your attack rolls and ability checks. So you can still do things, it's just penalized. One of them is going to do acid breath towards Bahamut and crew. So everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. We'll remedy that by I will subtract six from the saving throw. So what was what was a 22 now is only... Uh, a 16. Uh, Still not enough. To I pass. am resistant. So does that mean I get to roll a second time? The, uh, resistant means half damage. 13. Oh, okay. uh, half damage. So 13. Uh, every, sorry, everybody with advantage because you're in Bahamut's sphere. Oh, that's 13 again. Natural 20. <laughs> okay, oh. 20 is good. 23. 3 is good. 17. 17 is also good, so Glim and Matamar also grabbed on, so Matamar is going to go. Matamar doesn't do well. So that's 15 D8 acid damage. Ooh, 15 D8, I have a say. thing okay. where I can use my reaction to not, if I succeed on a saving throw, I can just not take the, the half damage. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Okay, thing. you're not going to take the half damage. Okay, so Glim and Matamar are going to take 60 acid no. damage. Oh, God. Oh, I might have a thing for that. But I take half because I'm resistant, right? Uh, and you're going to take half because you're resistant. So I take 30. Moot's going to take half. Sully's going to take half. Um, Agath is going to take nothing. Rax is going to take nothing. Rax is an acid thing, I think, right? This isn't like being hit by an attack, yeah, because... Yeah. Stupid dragon. Cool stuff is for player characters. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, 
that acid breath rings out and everybody's just covered in this. It, it, it burns your skin and it gets in your eyes and your lungs. And even though, Agath, you don't take any damage, you still feel um, it like this cloud, this plume around you. Bahamut surges forward um, and is like sideswiped by another one of these dragons. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Agat! With advantage again? With advantage. Oh, well, I desperately needed the advantage. 20. <laughs> 20. 17. 19. Okay. He's hit hard, and you all managed to hold on. You see Matamar, who was hit hard by this, get, like, bumped off. Uh, he's basically non-reactive at this point. He begins falling. Bahamut tries to dip down to try and grab him. Another one of these dragons comes down from the top and goes for uh, a goth and glim. Uh, with an attack, a bite, claw. So the two bite, or er, one bite is going to go towards glim. That's a 28. One bite towards a goth, a 30. And uh, a claw towards uh, glim. That's a uh, 34. It, this wouldn't happen to be the dragon that I marked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because then uh, it would have disadvantage. Disadvantage on Glim. Okay, so two more rolls. Uh, well, that one is a 21. So close, but it will still get me. And that one is a is a 20. That, oh, I am 20. So it will okay. also get me, but just, just so, it's just so barely. barely. Uh, so that's going to be... Th- Rats. 19 piercing damage and 15 slashing damage to Glim and 19 piercing damage to uh, a goth. I don't like that I have my calculator. Tally up all this not a good thing. Below you, you see this crackling whirlpool of energy. You look back and you see the entirety of Mount Celestia being overrun. And Bahamut calls back and he's like, Glim, what did I write in the book? The next entry. Um, it, 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 it said not to, not to come to Celestia. You see him take this big claw and just like scratching it hard into the book itself. In your book, it's like it's being overwritten again. Like, it's just like a deeper cut into the page that you see. It was already there. And then he slams it shut and begins to dive down towards this portal. i give you a reaction before he does whatever he's going to do. I mean, I guess I'm just going to hold on because I'm not jumping off. I mean, I'm with him in, in whatever he's doing, even though he's been a bit of a doofus. So. Just going to try and, like, have an arm out to maybe snag Matamar as we go by? Oh, that's a great idea. I see a goth do that and also do the same because our poor little buddy's having a hard time. I summon my crab claw mage hand to also try it. Like, it detaches from my hand and, like, heads over there. Bahamut falling in this spiral with these dragons closing in quickly on you. Crab claws zipping out. And... You manage to snag Matamar and pull him in uh, and hold on to him as you hit this portal and everything behind you, like you see all of these demons coming up from 
what you can presume is a portal from the abyss. You see this, you hear this thunderous echoing laughter coming from closer to the mountain. And as you hit the portal, Bahamut transforms back into himself and is suspended in the portal as you all fall through it. You see him above as you're like turned back to look at him and he's pulling the, like with all of his power, pulling the portal closed behind you. Somebody roll me percentile dice, please. Okay, remind me how these work. I have a zero, zero, and an eight. Is that 80 or is that eight? That, that's eight. eight. Which could be great or terrible. <laughs> you never I know. With the percentile all dice. of the numbers, all of the numbers could be great or terrible. Colors and light zip past you until, and all of these images of of Toriel and of all these these fantastical, mystical places and of this dark, uh, terrible place, and then you land hard, all of you. Like the wind is knocked out of you and there's this radiating heat around you. You're in this like dim red lit cave, it feels like. You get up and you look around and you see all of your travel companions and uh, Goth, you're, you're huddled close, you have Matamar huddled close, Rax is off into the side and standing up and like pawing at the at the dirt. Um, do we see, sorry, did the portal close above us? Like, okay, so we saw him close it Yeah. above it. I will be pumping a quick Spare the Dying into Matamar just in case. Sure, yeah. Uh, what does Spare the Dying look like and remind me what it does? Uh, you touch a living creature that has zero hit points. The creature becomes stable. The spell has no effect on undead, undead or constructs. Okay, yeah. So I'm assuming since he was... You can stabilize him, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he kind of coughs back to life. Does anybody know where we are? <coughs> it's hot. <sighs> I mean, it. it is so hot in here, but I mean, Bahamut must have had a plan that we would... What, meet up later? I don't know. Well, we can't stay here. We gotta figure out where we are, right? Flamikins gets up and starts to stumble off towards an op- a cave opening. Well, hold on. I think we should probably stay together. Well, I thought you were gonna follow me. Wow, it's fucking, like, leadership aura you're giving off here. Okay, I'll follow you into a dark cave. Uh, you all carry forward down this this corridor, and you hear this this rumble, this like low growl coming from up ahead. That's like resonating the walls, and you round a corner into this wide chamber. And there's this huge throne across the other side, and in this chamber, there are six chromatic dragons around the outside, and in the throne. Is Tiamat. Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 130, starring Amy Moore as Sully, Carla Maxted as Glim, Tom Laird as Moot, with Kristen Flemons as a goth, and Russ Moore as your dungeon master. Dialogue editing by Newt Chanelcotti, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound, Artlist, and Kevin McLeod, and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. 
A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Kat Waterfly, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Daryl, Perry Matey, L.A. Branton, Kayla Littlejohn, Nathaniel Teeter, and Nicholas Cooper. Help us reach our next goal of 115 patrons where we'll release in-character positive affirmations directly to our patrons, as well as on our TikTok. Yeah, we're on TikTok too. Join us today at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast and find us on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok. Link is in the description. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she's swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen! Wait a second! It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.